0: hello everybody welcome back to another episode of tnt connect with you guys hopefully oh it's just being slow there we go um so we're excited to connect with you guys today we're gonna do like a little mini q a so if you are here you're live and you're watching with us you can always drop some um questions in the chat. We do have some that we're going to be answering um to start. Um so yeah, let's just go ahead and dive into it. Hi Maria, welcome. If you have any questions for us, you can um drop them down below. So, the first question here is why do you think it's so hard for people to stay on track and eat well consistently?
1: I'll go first. Yeah, absolutely. Go for it.
0: So honestly, I think the reason why people have a hard time being consistent is for two reasons. So number one, I think everyone is just so hard on themselves. Like there is so much judgment around what you're eating. There is so much like black or white thinking like, this is good food. This is bad food. I'm a bad person. If I had chocolate and when you like beat yourself up and you're so hard on yourself, like, Oh, I'm such a failure. Like, Oh, I messed things up. That is really what propels the diet binge cycle. That is really what propels you to fall off track because anytime you feel like you are bad or you did something wrong, it's the easiest thing to just keep in that direction, right? Like it's so much more challenging to like say, you know, oh, I'm just going to like move on with my day. Like we've been so conditioned to follow these like rigid, very strict plans where you were told that you were bad. If you ate something off of the plan, you were told that you were a failure if you couldn't stick to the plan. Right. So I think people are just really, really hard on themselves. Um, and you just put so much pressure, to be perfect with your diet. And there's literally no such thing as a perfect diet. Like even one of my clients was like, you know, I binge and like, I failed. And I'm like, you literally cannot fail. Like you literally cannot fail. You've been so conditioned to believe that you're a failure if you're not able to stay on track. And that's not true. Hi, Anne. Hello, Patrice. Hello, you guys. So I think that's the first reason like people are just really hard on themselves. And then number two, which I kind of talked about, but it's like, you have too many rules and they're unrealistic. Like period, end of story. The people who are inconsistent, ironically have the most amount of food rules. The people who have a hard time staying on track are the people that are constantly dieting, right? Like I think about my parents, my parents eat very well. They're very consistent with their nutrition. They never dieted. Like my parents have never dieted. Thank goodness. And they eat well. And, you know, we were just over there for my sister's birthday. We ordered pizza, we had cake, but it's like the next day, they, you know, go back to, you know, eating their regular meals. Like there's no all or nothing mentality. There's no rigid diet plans. They're not like, oh, we had pizza and cake for dinner. So like, well, got to do a juice cleanse tomorrow. Like it's none of that. And they're so darn consistent because there are no rules. Why am I so consistent? I don't diet anymore. Why is Andrew so consistent? We z- we have no food rules. We don't diet. We don't go on these sh- crazy restrictive plans. And that's how we're able to be so consistent.
1: I think an important thing about consistency too, is like, you cannot place conditions on your consistency and, and people, the reason why they stop being consistent as well is because they're like, well, if I maintain Whatever I'm doing, maintain this diet, maintain this thing, I should get X result. And then when you don't hit X result, that's when you lose the consistency and you stop. Right. Um, the, the entire uh, purpose about a, a good relationship with food is really about staying in a good relationship with food. So consistency comes down to what you are prepared to do long term, what's realistic, what's sustainable, what's actually going to be something that you can maintain with yourself and with your family. It's not going to be something that you can only do for a six week period. So that's why you can't put conditions on it. Like me and Lorna, when we're going out to restaurants, we're not like, oh, because I've eaten these five days, I can only go to a restaurant once. Like essentially we just are, we show up day to day and we just eat our best and we, and we do our best to stay realistic. Yeah. And that way we we can be consistent because it's not something that's super overwhelming.
0: And like, even this week, like you guys, we have so many social events. Like Monday was my sister's birthday. Tuesday, we went out for dinner with some Andrew's clients. Um, Friday, Saturday, we're going out with friends for lunch. Sunday, we have breakfast with your dad. Sunday, we have dinner with my dad. Like there's so many things going on, (laughs) but we don't change our food simply because we're going out for dinner or we have all these social events. And I think a lot of the times when people have all these social events, like back to back, it's like, well, I just got to like restrict the next day. Or I know I need to like, you know, I need to not eat as much today because like, oh my God, I'm gonna be eating so much tomorrow. Like we don't change our food. We still have our, our meals. We still have our snacks, like nothing like that changes. Um, so I think that's another thing too.
1: Absolutely. Yep.
0: Um, okay. Maria, I'll answer your question in a second. Um, okay. What routines have you found may make you feel your best? Okay. So I'll go first. Yeah. Okay. So you guys know that I do like a daily walk and honestly, this has been a game changer. This is not like I have to, this is not like I'm punishing myself. Like I love my walk, not a, about like, Oh, how many calories am I burning? Like, I don't have a watch. I don't track how many steps I'm doing. Like, I don't look at the time. Like I just do it. Cause I, I genuinely love it. And I sit a lot like for work, like I'm on my laptop all the time. I'm creating content for you guys. Like I work inside my house and I'm like, I need some fresh air. Like it just helps me so much mentally, physically, like my hip flexors. Like I just feel so much better. So for sure, daily walk. Um, and then for me mornings to myself. So I typically will spend like an hour doing whatever I want to do in the morning. And sometimes that's like, I'm going to create content for you guys because I freaking love that. Or sometimes it's like breath work or journaling and gratitude. Like no matter what I take the first, like at least 20 minutes to myself, um, I make myself a hot cup of tea. Like I have that time for myself and that's, changed my life because I have clients to take care of. I have a business to run, you know, and I won't be able to be the best version of myself or the best coach unless I actually take care of myself and, you know, nurture myself, meet my own needs that I can pour into my clients. Um, And the other thing, which is like such not a sexy thing, but like I am so consistent with sleep unless Andrew comes home at like 1130 and I stay up because I'm like a little chicken nugget and I don't want to go to bed by myself, but, but you literally, he literally on Wednesday got home late and I was so proud of myself. I think cause I was just so tired. I literally went to bed by myself and I fell asleep and I'm like, you know, you're tired one. Um, but yeah, sleep. Like I go to bed at a decent time. I wake up at the same time. Like we're really good. Um, And I'm just going to speak for myself, but you're good at this too. Um, Just like getting up in the morning, like on our alarm, like maybe not the first alarm, but like, we are consistent with like getting good quality sleep. And that has changed everything for me. And I think people overlook like sleep, like it's like, who cares? Like I'm fine. Like I feel fine off of six hours or I feel fine off of five hours, but like I notice a difference when I don't get enough sleep. Like I am so much like tired the next day, but also when you're tired, it's easy to be like, I need food for energy. Right. So consistently getting enough sleep, going on my daily walks and then a morning routine for myself.
1: I love that. Um... I would second the walking aspect because you and I typically do our, our walks together. I think it's a, a really great way to start off the day in a positive headspace. Uh, but one of the things that I've been really loving from my routine has been our, our uh, weekly, at least three to four times a week, we will do a, a weekly um, or we will do a cold bath, uh, which has been really good. So um, I found for myself, it was one of those things where, Um, This actually came from our, our Greece trip, like every morning, I would hop in this ice cold pool that was just ridiculously cold, but gave me a lot of natural energy. And I was like, I could do this at home. So we have one at home. Now, I use it three to four times a week. Because of that, I don't need to do coffee anymore. And I haven't done coffee since coming back from from the trip. Um, and it's it's been a good kind of energy booster for from my perspective. So the the cold punches is, is the morning thing, the walks, which is really good. And then another thing which is a, a part of my routine is is you have to have some type of a I don't want to say hobby, but something that you do that's like just for you. that's mm-hmm. not for somebody else. I, I love all of the hobbies I have, whether it's, painting, whether it's miniatures, could also be um, uh, whether it's even studying for, for my Japanese lessons. I have something that's my own and it helps me unwind and shift from all of the day to day stressors that are building because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, even me and Lorna, we're not our, we're not just our jobs, right? Like we we have so much to us. So for that, it's like, we want to make sure that we're, we're fully developing us as, as human beings. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I love.
0: Awesome. Okay. We're going to answer the last question here. Then I'll answer the questions in the chat. If you are just popping on and if you have a question for us, please drop it in the chat and I will be able to, we will be able to answer. Okay. My partner doesn't understand when I tell him I binge. Hi, Melissa. Um, he says that everyone eats too much sometimes and it's okay. How do I navigate this? Okay. <laughs> This is literally like the most frustrating thing because I've experienced this as well too. When I would just tell like, I would tell like my mom, like when I first like, you know, realize I was binging, I'm like, I am eating so much. Like I am literally so full and she would be like, it's okay. Like everybody overeats from time to time. Like, don't feel bad. Like it's okay. And I'm like, no, like what I'm doing is not normal. Like you don't understand. And I was actually just telling this to my client because she actually brought this up as well too. And I said, like, we can't expect our partners to understand if they've never gone through it. So you can't expect your partner to understand what binge eating is, or even what binge eating feels like if he has never struggled. And he's only doing the best that he can with what he knows, what he knows. Right. So like, I see it as like, he's trying to like comfort you and make you feel better. Obviously this kind of makes things worse. Like that's how I felt. Like I felt even more defeated because I'm like, literally nobody understands me. Um, but I think it's just like a good reminder that this is why support from somebody who has gone through this is really important because like talking to somebody that, doesn't know what it feels like or doesn't know what it feels like, it's almost like you're talking to a wall and it's not their fault. It's just like, you're going to be more frustrated that way because it's like, you're trying to explain and you're like, no, 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 but this is what it feels like. And no matter how hard you try and how much you try to explain it in a different way, they're just not going to get it. So instead of making yourself feel very frustrated, like this is why I always recommend getting support and being able to have a coach and having other people that you can talk to where you don't have to try to explain what binge eating is it's like no 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 like we get it we get it what are your thoughts like any any thoughts on that from
1: a partner's perspective because i mean i was your partner during during you are still my partner yeah but i'm saying (laughs) when when you were i'm joking (laughs) um when when you were going through your um your binge eating I, i think the thing that people need to recognize is like all of your partners are going to say things like it's okay like because at the end of the day they want you to feel okay so someone's not yeah. or someone who, who cares isn't going to listen to you and then be like oh well I don't I don't give a shit they're going to say it's all right I'm here it's okay because those are ways that people try to reassure you yeah. those aren't answers though and and that's one thing as well too is is like your partner doesn't have the answer to this and there are going to be some things in your life, binge eating being one of them, where your partner's not going to have the answer and it's okay if they, they're not going to have the answers to all of your problems. All they can do is hold space for you Mm -hmm. and be there for you to support you while you get support in different areas. Yeah. You know, and just like I, I was there to, to, you know, hold space and give support for, for Lorna. I, I like didn't help her through binge eating. Like I, I did yeah. not know even what that was at the, at that point. Right. Yeah. So that, that's what I would say is like, your, your, your partners aren't going to have all of the, the answers to that stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing it's like, get support and then your partner can be like that person to just like be there for you as you're healing your relationship with food, but your partner shouldn't be that person to like give you advice or like help you. Cause like it just, that won't make sense. Um, okay. A question here. I still struggle eating dessert and less healthy food in front of other people because I'm known as the healthy one. And I like this image of me and I want to keep it, but I, but still have some other things. Okay. So right off the bat, I would Stop telling yourself as like, I'm the healthy one. Cause when you have that label of yourself, like what you're seeing right now is you're telling yourself I'm healthy. I can't have dessert or healthy people don't have dessert. And even just like, so there's a two part to this. Number one is like, stop the labels, stop the labels of like, I'm the healthy one. I'm the fit one because you're boxing yourself into this you're, you're putting yourself in a box, right? Like I'm the healthy one. I can't have the dessert. I'm the fit one. I can't gain weight. Right? Like you are literally putting yourself in a box, but also I would change your perspective. Somebody who, who is healthy also still eats dessert. I'm healthy and we still eat dessert. Right? So it's like, I would even change your perspective of what being healthy is for me, I thought being healthy meant like no sugar, no carbs, like no dessert. Like I had that view of what healthy was as well. And then I realized that that actually wasn't healthy to me. Being healthy is like, yeah, eating whole foods, like 90% of the time, but also eating dessert, enjoying the foods that I love. Like to me, that's healthy, deprivation and depriving yourself of having dessert when you really want to eat it in front of other people, like that's unhealthy. Right. And again, when you're known, when you feel like you're known as the healthy one, you're not going to feel comfortable eating dessert because you again are telling yourself that healthy people don't eat dessert. So when you're in front of other people, you're going to be like, I can't have this because they know me as healthy. So let's, let's redirect our focus of like what healthy is. When you start seeing healthy as like, I enjoy treats in moderation. I have dessert in moderation. You're going to feel so much more comfortable eating those foods in, other, in front of other people because that is what health is.
1: I think to, to that, like to share some of our personal experience, like me and Lorna are we're both like, we are in the health industry and people are always looking to us all the time and whether it's at a networking event or at a friend's house, you wouldn't believe how many times we get like, a, oh, I I only eat this occasionally or like, a, oh, this is just a one off thing. And the reality is, is, is I'm like, listen, I'm not judging you. You're not judging me. We're here to enjoy ourselves and to do whatever it's it. You do whatever you feel makes yourself comfortable. That's the biggest thing, because if you're so focused on other people, you're not going to enjoy your time there. You're not going to enjoy whatever you're eating. And then that's how the whole food restriction and these issues start coming up in a play is when you're depriving yourself. Right. Yeah. Like anyone who has who like people, there's two types of people, someone who makes a comment out of an insecurity. And those are the type of people who go, oh, wow, you're eating dessert. It's because they want dessert and they feel insecure. So that's person number one. Okay. Or the second one who asks a question out of curiosity, they see you as healthy. You eat dessert and they go, oh, well, how can I eat dessert too? So either way, both of them aren't bad. It's just the person asking you, they're the one that's got the challenge or the struggle. Yeah. Right. So it's up to you to basically say. Like th- like their struggle, their comment, it has nothing to do with me. Yep. And how do I want to focus on myself?
0: And remember too, like when you really want to have dessert and you don't get it, what ends up happening is it's like, how often do you like then go home? And it's like, well, I really want a dessert. And then you end up eating it anyways. And then that makes you feel guilty. That makes you feel shameful. That makes you feel so mad at yourself because it's like, I could have just had a decent amount at the restaurant and saved myself like so many calories instead of just like coming home and binging my face off. Right. So it's like owning your decisions with food, letting go of those labels and really shifting your perspective of like what even healthy means. So some good questions, you guys, thank you for being here. Um, we are going to wrap up cause I don't think there's any more questions. So Thank you guys for being here and I hope you guys enjoyed this. Come join us inside of this Facebook group every Friday, um, 9 30 AM Eastern standard time. We have a great time. We
1: hang out. Absolutely. And don't just use this single episode as a chance to ask questions. If you guys have questions for Lorna, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Lord> <laughs> knows she's the expert if you have questions send them over to her even or even in other teen teaching so we can always uh chat with them and uh and help you guys work through
0: yeah you can um yeah like if you have a question come on the teen teachings episode and then drop it drop it in the yeah. chat so that would be really good so thank you guys so much for being here we'll see you guys next week and enjoy the rest of your friday into your weekend and we'll see you guys soon Bye.